Hey friends, welcome to another bonus episode of the Nugget Climbing Podcast. This is another follow-up with Steve Mache. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, or for those of you who haven't seen my other follow-ups, Steve has been coaching me for the past year and a half, trying to help me level up my own bouldering with the goal of hopefully applying that to harder sport routes someday and some really big goals that I have off in the future. So this is actually the fourth follow-up conversation that I have published with Steve Mache, and it's the fifth episode as well, because we did a full-length episode back in episode 70. And if you want to check out any of those episodes for more context before listening to this one, I put links to all of those right there in your podcast app, so you can check those out. But yeah, each of my follow-ups with Steve have basically just been a recorded coaching call between Steve and I talking about my training, how it's going, things like that. And in this conversation, we talked all about my summer training plan that I'm doing right now. And I actually designed my own plan this summer. And this conversation is the first time that I gave it to Steve and ran it by him. And it was really helpful to get some of his feedback and recommendations. And I made some tweaks to my plan based on what he had to say. So I hope it's helpful. And I hope it's interesting to you guys who are training on your own or are still new to a lot of this stuff. I think the context could be really helpful for those of you who are interested in following my own training journey. Uh, we talked a lot specifically about how to get stronger on the moon board. I have a 2016 moon board set here at the gym that I'm training at right now. And I really wanna get better at climbing on those yellow crimps on the 2016 set. I think that's gonna help my rock climbing and help my sport climbing a lot as I move into the fall and plan to tackle some 514s in St. George. So yeah, Steve had some really helpful feedback for how to get better at the moon board with the goal of being able to apply that strength to rock climbing later this fall. I'm gonna share a free teaser of this conversation per usual for those of you who are not patrons of the show so you can get a taste of this episode and what to expect if you sign up for Patreon. And if you do sign up, you can get access to the full episode right now, along with more than three dozen other follow-ups that I've done. You'll get access to all of them as soon as you sign up and you can cancel at any time, no questions asked. One more thing I wanna mention briefly is that in this conversation, I talked about a V12 boulder problem called Wildcat that I was hoping to project this summer in Upper Chaos Canyon here in Rocky Mountain National Park. I'm recording this in Estes Park right now. And unfortunately, right around the time that we recorded this conversation, there was a big rock slide up above Upper Chaos and Upper Chaos and Upper Upper. That whole region is closed to climbing. So I just wanted to throw that out there for any of you who might otherwise be confused about that in this conversation. I am no longer trying Wildcat. I'm just spending more time training in the gym instead and Upper Chaos Canyon and everything above that is closed to climbing at this time. So just wanted to let you guys know about that. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this one. And without further ado, here is Steve Mache. Nice, well, have you had a chance to look at the summer program? Yeah, I did, I did. Um, I, I, I think it's a good, it seems like it's working well. I was looking at your weights. They're definitely doing pretty good. Big with the bench. You can, you're pretty good at the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I, uh, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but when I was 17, my senior year of high school, 
I didn't do a sport. I did baseball freshman year and then I pole vaulted for two years. And then my last year I didn't do a sport and I just like didn't know what to do with myself like at all. And my yeah. friend Alex uh, got me into lifting and I just had like a year long chapter of being a total meathead. I just like would go to the <laughs> weight gym. I don't even remember my program, but it was like twice or three times a week. I would go to the weight gym. I would bench press. I would do weighted dips. I would do this like obliques twisting core machine. Oh, yeah. I think like maybe a handful of times I did some weighted pull-ups and a handful of times I did like the leg press machine, but that was like only if I felt guilty about how lopsided I was, you know? I would just do those three things and then I would go home. And I was 17 years old. I got freaking huge. Like my parents bought this uh, <laughs> this big bag of whey protein from Costco that had creatine in it. And I didn't know that it had creatine in it. So I was all yeah. puffed up all the time. I would like come home and make myself like a shake with like a big glass of milk with protein powder in it. And I, uh, I remember at the end of however long it was, like a year or six months, probably a year of doing that. Uh, I benched 225 at like 160 pounds or whatever I was at the time. Oh, wow. And uh, I could do a, I could bench press 100 pound dumbbells, like singles. Oh, wow. Um, and it was just stupid. I could do dips with like 90 pounds added to my, to my waist. So I, I think I've always like been able to hold on to a lot of that bench press strength, even, even when I've neglected it as a climber. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it seems like it kind of sticks with you. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing, you know. It's no, it's great. It's good to have. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm feeling I'm yeah, feeling I'm really good. And, yeah. Um, it's been really fun. So for people listening, um, for the last like, let's see, so two winters ago and then last summer and then last winter, I've just been going off of uh, a program that you've given me or that we've created together. And then this summer, I just, I felt really motivated to plan my own training for the first time in a long time. And I've, I've been wanting to repeat a program that I did over the winter of like 2016, 2017, leading into uh, a trip to Bishop that I took. And it was like my best week of climbing ever. Like that program just worked really well for me. I was training on my home wall, so it was a little bit different as far as the logistics, but it was just really stripped down. It was like two days of hard bouldering a week, um, two or three days of weightlifting, focusing on just a few key lifts, and then a few days of hangboarding, focusing on just a few key grips and really low volume. Everything was low volume. And it just, it just worked awesome. I did that for two months, um, had an amazing trip. I was the strongest I've ever been. And then I did something really, really similar the next winter after I'd recovered from a finger injury um, over that summer and fall and had really similar results again. So I've been wanting to do it ever since, but I, I had a few years where like after that, 2018 in the spring was when I got carried away with trying to lose weight and got really light and then um, gained weight again and have been kind of waiting until I felt really healthy and, you know, just like strong and, and had a good base again. So that was kind of the um, foundation of the program. And I kind of broke it into three months, uh, June, July, and August. And June was a little bit less structured, uh, starting to do some of those lifting uh, sessions, you know, lifting twice a week, focusing on deadlift and bench and some type of a row exercise one day a week, focusing on weighted pull-ups and dips. And uh, what's the other one? 
uh, kettlebell swings the other day of the week. And um, so for June, I was just kind of easing back in because I haven't really lifted steadily in like three years. You know, I haven't done like heavy compound lifts in like three years. So June was kind of like getting back in the swing of things, like ramping back up, um, starting out pretty conservative with the weights and stuff, you know, RPE, maybe like seven, um, you know, 70% effort on the, on the session or on the sets, things like that. And yeah, now we're talking in early July and I'm, I just finished like one week of the phase two, which is actually like lifting pretty heavy now again. And I'm spending one day a week bouldering on the moon board. And I, instead of doing what I did in the past, I, um, I took your strength session. So like the 15 boulders doing five boulders and then five slightly harder boulders and then five of the same grade that you started with. So kind of doing a pyramid of those and, um, Cause I, I really struggle to project on the moon board. I find that like, I just hit a wall where I feel like I can't even hold the holds and I just feel like I can't really do anything. Um, so doing a more of a volume strength based bouldering session on the moon board has felt really good. And then my second climbing day per week, I want to just project a really hard boulder in Rocky mountain national park. Um, I want to try wildcat the V12 up in upper chaos. And, um, I've tried it a little bit. It's gone really well so far. Um, I'm really psyched. I think it suits me well. It's really tensiony. Um, the holds are reasonable. I can hold the holds. And then if I don't get enough climbing in because of weather or things like that, then I'll do a more slightly more project oriented moonboard day, either in addition to that or instead of that is my second climbing day. But yeah, it's it's been awesome. Like the, the climbing volume is really low. It's only two climbing days a week or maybe three if I have a short outdoor session and kind of split it up with the moon board. Um, but the climbing volume is low. The weightlifting volume is pretty low. I'm training four days a week total. And so far, I've just like every day has been a plus day. Like every day I felt um, a little bit stronger than last session. I've noticed the difference and it seems to be really sustainable. So um, I thought about adding more climbing, but I think for now, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and just try to keep ramping up the intensity. So, yeah. 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 I was going to, that was one of the comments on the calendar. You had like a climb question mark day on a Saturday and it was like third, it would have been third day, three days on. And I was going to say like that, you know, that's where it starts. You start to dip a little bit harder too deep into um, recovery time. And if you, you know, if you get it, it kind of works both, it's like, it's sort of compound. Like you think about it, okay, you're going to do one climbing day where you're going to be fatigued. So that's going to dig a hole deeper, but then you're only getting one rest day before a big training day. So that's going to make that training day a little bit, you're going to be a little more fatigued on that training day when you really want to be hitting that day of the week, like at this point, as fresh as possible. Yeah. Well, I was thinking like, I was going to say like, yeah, like, take that whole weekend off like saturday sunday as rest days i think that's what it ended up being um i think i might do that i i had put that day there just in case like you know friends come to town and want to climb things like that but it, it might it might turn into more of like an active recovery day where i just go on a hike and just like support my friend who's climbing on their own thing and that's it, you know, um, just go check yeah. out new stuff, look at things, maybe hike up to the crags and like check up, check out Wizard's Gate, but not even climb, just 
to explore, go on a hike, move my body, things like that. But I think you're right. I, it's it's always tempting to add more, um, especially when you talk to other people. Like I appreciate you because you always validate me in my low volume approach to to hard climbing. You know, but I was talking to another yeah. friend and and she's a really good coach, and I was sharing what I was thinking of doing, and she kind of balked at like the only two days a week of climbing. But I'm also hitting the fingers four days a week. I'm doing some hangboarding on each of those strength sessions. But that's just worked really well for me in the past. And whenever I've struggled to adapt to my training, it's always because I'm trying to fit in too much climbing. So yeah. um, I think I'll stick with this at least for a couple more weeks and see how it goes. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I'm always an advocate of more climbing than relative to lifting and hanging and all that stuff. But... I also think in your case, it's a little bit unique in that, you know, you just spent like a year climbing pretty much exclusively. Totally. And you were definitely seeing near that, like on the Waco trip, like, okay, I've got some, I'm hitting my strength ceiling now. And uh, yeah, you hunker down and improve that strength, those really basic strength metrics, like your pull-ups and some core your deadlift stuff. Um and you just pull strength and then your finger strength and make that the real focus of it. And the climbing is kind of like more a power side. Like you want to like the moon board and projecting is kind of good. It's sort of snappy and um, you get a little more power there and you get kind of the recruit, like getting your whole body to, to take that strength repeatedly and use it in a climbing specific way. So you're kind of slowly you're keeping that all together as opposed to, you know, the opposite would be like no climbing for say two months and you just do pull-ups and what's going to happen. You're going to start climbing again and you're going to be really strong pulling, but you're literally going to pull your feet off the holes. Like, yeah. I see people do that sort of style totally. a lot too. Um, but the two days a week, I think of climbing is, is really, I, I'm a big fan of that. Like I would say if you were someone who, you know, spent a lot of time at the climbing gym and was like not climbing outside as much. I would push the climbing more, but I think in your case, you'd spend so much time climbing outside that you need to hunker down for a little while and do the low volume brute force type stuff. Totally. I, I'm glad you said all that. Cause yeah, it is really specific to me. Um, and I think that's really important context that you just, that you just shared. And yeah, that's right. I think it's, like my, my, the way I'm thinking about it is that it's like, it's enough climbing to keep my skills and my movement really fresh. Um, at least it was for that Bishop trip. Like I showed up to Bishop and just felt like I was climbing amazingly well because every session was so high quality, you know, like I showed up with tons of intention and focus because I was only climbing twice a week. I could, I could really give like my whole attention to those sessions. Um, so it's enough to keep the movement really fresh, but you're also, I've just gotten better results from hangboarding and deadlifting and things like that when I integrate it with climbing and you're like applying that strength to the wall week by week, you know, rather than getting stupid strong. And then it takes like a month to, to learn how to climb again with those new unlocked strengths later on, you know, I've tried that yeah. too, and, and it just didn't work as well. So yeah, you lose you lose the strength you earned trying to remember how to climb. Yeah. 
couple months. So by the exactly. time you figured out how to climb, you're weak again. So it's like, okay, that just didn't work out. Exactly. But yeah, I think like the two days a week, as long as you're also hitting it, like you're hitting that as fresh as possible. And it's more of a psychological thing, you know, you're not like slogging through the climbing workout. Like you can kind of slog through a weightlifting workout, but I think it's important to be psychologically psyched up to go climbing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the workouts will be just that much better. And, you know, really, if you, I mean, think of it, you add one more climbing day in the week, it's going to be some sort of high volume, just make yourself tired type of thing that's going to negatively impact everything else. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think for a solid like this, I, I like the way, I think I would have set it up something similar to that. Cool. Cool. And then the fact that you wanted to lift weights as much, like, I think that's, I was, pro- yeah, like, I think this winter I was sort of trying to be like, okay, like this summer, just hunker yeah. down and do springboarding and some weightlifting and, you know, let the, the performance climbing, like kind of fall, like not necessarily fall away. It doesn't have to fall away, but just sort of change the focus onto some brute strength measures. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's cool because I actually finally felt psyched to do it. Um, I think after this spring and trying some hard, trying a hard sport climb with Joe, um, that got me really fired up, you know, I just like, Oh, I, I, it's time to level up in some key ways. And I finally have like the motivation to do it because there's this climb I want to do. That's really hard. It's also, it's been really interesting. Like this is the first time I've lifted consistently while I've also probably been at a healthier body weight and when I've also been like eating enough <laughs> and my God, like those things have made a huge difference. And I, I, I mean, I'm noticing it week to week with my, uh, with my deadlift going up and things like that. I'm deadlifting more than I ever have, but I'm also heavier. So relative to my body weight, I'm hoping to, to improve a little bit more. Um, but I'm really noticing it in the recovery after that. And like, you know, I can do a heavy deadlift session, take one rest day and then go try a V12 project and feel really strong. And that's like kind of been mind blowing. Like that's kind of a new experience, I think. So that's been really cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, you need to, that's how you recover. You eat more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like I, it's like that year you did where you just like bench pressed and you know chugged creatine and protein. <laughs> um, I was about to say like that's I mean think about how good you felt that whole year. You're probably just like crushing in the weight room and oh, yeah. yeah you might have gained some weight, but like why not approach climbing in a very similar fashion? Like trying to eat more and you know yeah you know, recovering. Totally yeah I'm 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 ditching the two percent the f- big glass of two percent milk though. Yeah, that's probably good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so for people listening, I'll share I'll share my whole summer program that I wrote out as well as my calendar in the show notes so you guys can see this and visualize it. I'll leave my notes in there so you can see everything. Um, but yeah, the way I have it set up is I'm also, I, I've rented a co-work space here in Estes while I'm here. And so I really wanted to have a weekly routine. It just kind of felt like something I needed to, do for a while was just have a little bit more of like structure and a weekly routine. And it works well with the, with Rocky mountain because it's really nice to avoid weekends up there. Um, so the way I have it set up is 
the moon board day, the more strength bouldering day is on Mondays. And then the next day I do a strength session in the weight gym plus hangboarding. So that's the deadlift and bench. And right now I'm doing seated curls, like the seated curl bar thing. That's something I got from Eve Gravel that I was psyched to try. And I'm really liking that. It really works your, uh, your abs actually. I like, I was really sore after I saw him do that. I was like, Oh, I got to try that one. Yeah, dude. My abs were so sore after the first session. It's almost like front squatting, you know, like keeping that rigidity with the weight out in front of you. Um, but yeah, so that day is paired with Max hangs doing a half crimp position. And, uh, so that's Tuesday. And then I am resting Wednesday and kind of giving myself the option to rest Wednesday or rest Wednesday and Thursday. And then my next two days are projecting, uh, trying to do a V12. And then the day after that is another weight gym day, focusing on weighted pull-ups and dips. And I want to do, uh, an exercise on the spray wall. I've been doing a cable pull machine to work on basically a gas stoning movement um, for Veritas low left, actually, that V12, because I tried that last year and I could I could almost do the move. I just couldn't do the transition over. It's a really hard shoulder move. And then you have to fall in and match. And I couldn't fall back. I couldn't like release the the shoulder position. I could I could hold it if my chest was really tight to the wall, but I couldn't sink back and match and then roll through and do the next move. So um, I've been doing the cable pull machine to kind of try to mimic that, but I want to move into uh, doing replicas on uh, either the kilt, probably the kilter board that's here. Uh, it's at 25 degrees. So I think I can use really directional holds and, and kind of start working on that. Um, so yeah, um, climbing day, weightlifting day, rest day, climbing day, weightlifting day. Like that's the short answer or that's the short version of it. And then I'm hitting on the fingers every single day, doing a little bit of hangboarding every day. So yeah, um, that's pretty much it. And and it's it's been awesome. I was down in Flagstaff for a chunk of uh, June and that was like the, the first month that was kind of more of a ramp up. And my climbing was a lot less structured because I was just going out and climbing outside with friends. And the performance was a lot more all over the place. And now that I'm kind of locked into like a more consistent routine with the moon board and like things being more measurable, every day has just been a plus day and it's, it's been awesome. So I, th- I think, I think this is a good balance of, of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, a bit, I, yeah, I like the way it's set up. I mean, I would have, I had a few things I was going to say, um, you know, just sort of general things. And one would be, you know, I know you like, you don't really like projecting on the moon board. You like the volume. And I think that's really the, the beauty of the, I think the moon board works really well and boards in general work really well at that, like two to three grades below your max. But it would also be nice to like figure out what your max is mm-hmm. so that you can have those grades below be a little bit more thoughtful as to where you're doing it. So like you said on there, you were trying, uh, Clinton Sachs, I think it's like seven B. Yeah. And uh, uh that seven B, then I would say keep pro- spend a couple of days on the moon board trying to see what the hardest benchmark you can do on the moon board is. And then once you have that in your pocket, then you base your volume workouts off of that. 
So let, let's say you did that 7B, then you might be able to do a, uh, a day of like 560 pluses, 57As, 560 pluses would be your volume day. Um, yeah. And then that way you just start out with that. And uh, then once like when you move into August, so then I was thinking when you move into August, switch your wildcat bouldering day after your two rest days and then put your moon board day where your wildcat bouldering day is now, but have it be a volume day. Okay. You know, so you're, you're doing that one project day. Basically Monday is your project day for like the whole entire summer. The first of July for July, it's projecting on the moon board. And then I think it's Thursday is your wildcat day. But then once you move into August, Monday is project day on wildcat and Thursday is more volume on the moon board. Okay. Gotcha. One, one option. And then, yeah. Oh yeah. The other thing I was going to say, now that you mentioned the, the replicas for that move, a good way just to do it. Cause the hard, the difficult thing with doing replicas is make it in the right level of difficulty. Like mm-hmm. if it's too hard, you can't do the move. So you're not training it, but if it's too easy, you're not doing the move you're not doing it the, the right way. You know, mm. you, you could like, if you have a big jug for a gas stone, yeah, you can just lay off that thing and pull it back in and do all this stuff. So it, it can't be too easy. So a good way to do that is to one, be real thoughtful about what you're doing. I think that's a great way to do it. But um, one is to like, okay, you have this move that you can, it's pretty hard. And what you do is do reps on it. So you might do it five times either side and not like step, like you do the move, step off the wall, shake out for a minute, like, you know, come back and do it and then start adding weight to yourself, like adding a weight vest Mm. to fine tune that difficulty of the move, like get it to be where, okay, like if I've got this big weight vest on, I can't do the move, but if I take five pounds off of this weight vest, I can just barely do the move. Mm. And then that is a good way to sort of fine tune that that difficulty level that's great yeah that's really helpful replicas yeah yeah okay yeah what i did so what i did last week i might just keep doing this actually so i had planned to do the project day and then the next day was just a strength strength day in the weight gym with some hangboarding Um, but what i did last week my project day got cut kind of short because it rained so i projected for like an hour um you know and i i probably i'm resting a lot during that so i probably could have done that for two hours or, or longer. So, um, I came back down and then the next morning I did some projecting on the moon board and tried that seven B and then I rested and worked during the day. And then I did the strength stuff in the evening. I did like a split session and I actually quite liked that. Um, mm. so I might, I might keep doing that, especially if I don't feel like I got a really full day in on the proj, um, and, and start to see like where my project level is because that 7b i got pretty close to doing it in a day so i think that's pretty close to my in a day max on the moon board and um yeah hopefully my my true max is more like 7c or something but um i don't know man (laughs) i tried a couple of them they they feel so hard it just it just feels almost like pointless to try them but i but I, I've been bouldering long enough. I know that like, I just need to stick with it and just keep trying those yeah. moves. But there is, there is a little bit of the campus board thing phenomenon with the moon board where like campus board, you know, you can do you whatever, just hit a wall one, four, seven, and 
you're going to be at 147 for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Sort of for most, for a lot of people. And the moon board, there's a similar thing to that. I think that's where like the training a couple of levels down does kind of push you through because even, you know, even a 6B plus on the moon board, it's, it's similar. You might even be using the same holds as a 7C plus. And the movement style is real similar. So you're able to manipulate that intensity variable fairly well. And then you can start playing with the volume and intensity levels. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, I think that's the nature of the beast on the moon board. And, uh, but it is good to figure out what that max level is. Um, and, you know, to be honest with you, it's not like you're going to figure out too many secrets. Like your in a day max on a moon board is pretty close a lot of times to your to your max you know, max to your max max <laughs> yeah like totally you know, you're it's not like you figure out oh well if i put my heel this way i can actually do this move it's like yeah hope i can't pull to that hold so i'm not gonna be able to pull to it tomorrow <laughs> yeah yeah it is so crazy man this is a tangent but i was up trying wildcat <clears throat> v12 did really well on it um i still have a couple moves i need to do but was like getting reasonably close to doing those moves and did all the other moves <clears throat> like i think i have a good shot at doing that doing it this summer and then i came back down and felt really good the next morning because i'd only climbed for like an hour and was projecting you know just tr testing out some some seven c's some v9s on the board and just having the thought that like these would be harder for me to do than wildcat like these v9s on the moon board would literally be harder for me than the v12 up in the upper that i'm trying it's just so bonkers uh, it is bonkers and yeah. it's you know and that's i think that's kind of the beauty of it and the you know the like if you're really good at the moon board like climbing more on it isn't good like it's you don't need any of that uh-huh um, but if you're not good on the moon board it's pointing to a particular weakness there yeah and i think for you know it's finger strength it's snappiness it's it's pole strength. And if you can improve that a little bit, it's going to help your other, your outdoor climbing quite a bit. Like, I mean, you could imagine if you can, if you can do wildcat and climb, you know, you're maxing out of V8s on the moon board. Imagine what would happen if you maxed out on V10s on the moon. Board. Totally. Like then, you know, you're like, okay, I'll just do this V14 over here. Totally. I actually, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then the, the good thing about though, the moon board, this is the case with all boards, um, but it seems kind of specific with moonboard is that you can adjust the intensity level so that like uh, like the v4s are really similar to the v8s in the movement style yeah so you can just do more volume on these lower intensity levels building up those moonboard skills and strengths whereas if you're climbing in a climbing gym, like a v4 climbing gym is so different than v8 in a climbing gym like it's, right it's almost a totally different, they're oftentimes like very different styles of climbing. Uh huh. And the boards you can, and really, I should say, any, really any board that's, you know, whatever, 12 feet tall and has these fixed holds is going to be, is going to work that way. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think that's true. And it's, it's interesting to me. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting to me how you hit that like hard stop though with the projecting and 
Actually, I, I want to ask a question. So for the strength bouldering, I, I totally understand that like if you can find your max, you can figure out where you should be doing that strength workout. I just decided to start really conservatively and do a bunch of 6B pluses and 6Cs the first day just to kind of like get in the hang of climbing on the board again. And that went really well. So um, session number two, I just did five 6Cs and then 10 6C pluses because those all went really well as, as well. So it seems like you could also just start easy and ramp your way up. Um, any thoughts there? Like, do you think it's, do you think it would have been better to start by finding my max and then using that to figure out where my strength sessions should be? Or is there value in just like having an easy session to kind of just get back in the flow of, of moonboarding? I think, I think there's the way you did, it, I think it's really is good. I think you always need a couple of sessions on the board just doing volume um, before you're able to cut. Like, I mean, when I first get back on the board, it, it's like, even if I've been climbing a bunch, I've been climbing inside a lot. It's just a different thing. It takes me a few days on the thing to get it back. So I like that idea of, you know, doing like your six B pluses and then your five, six C's and five, six B pluses. An alternative way to do it would then be your next workout is you bump everything up one. So you do five, six C's, five, six C pluses, five, six C's. If you succeed there, then try the five, six C pluses, five, seven A's, five, six C pluses, mm -hmm. and progress it that way till you hit your max volume level. And then that's that's basically the same thing. I mean, it's a, the other way is just kind of going in the other direction yeah. with a few assumptions there. Like, I mean, you know, like you think about it, it, it might it's maybe not so linear like if you did say you did a 7c on the moon board v9 on the moon board then your your pyramid would be like projected estimated to be like five v6s five v7s and five v6s mm -hmm. which would be a pretty hard moon board day like, yeah yeah you know like that's a, and even though your max is that level but if your max is more at like the v5 level then you know i, I just don't think it's linear i think once you start getting up to the upper levels it, it does change a little bit okay gotcha yeah. yeah one thing one thing that's interesting <clears throat> you know you're talking about how the cool thing about the board is like you're still training the same movements even at the easier grades and that's true and i i think it's valuable because like something I've always struggled with is just climbing with a lot of weight on my hands, even on good holds. So swinging around and cutting feet and stuff on decent holds is is good for me. But, you know, in just testing out a couple of the V9s that I tried, I noticed, I think there's like a real hard stop for me once the climbs transition to more of the yellow crimps. This is the 2016 setup for people listening. And once the climbs start integrating those smaller yellow crimps, but you're still stretched out without much weight on your feet, man, I feel like I just get crushed there. And I wonder if you have any advice for me. I've noticed that like, as I've um, settled at this new body weight, as I feel stronger again, as my climbing's improving, um, the one thing that still is feels like a struggle to kind of catch back up to where it used to be relative to my weight is small crimps, just like being able to crank on, on smaller holds. And yeah, trying a couple V9s with those little yellow holds, they're not even that small, but you know, just at that 40 degree angle with more weight on your hands on like a half pad crimp or even three quarters, I just was like, well, I can't even hang here, you know, like let alone make any sort of 
dead point movement to the hold, let alone like jump from the hold, things like that. So do, do you have any any thoughts there or any advice or any any ways I can be um I'm 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 doing some full crimp training and trying to work on decreased edge size um on each climbing day, just so twice a week I'm hitting that. But I wonder if you have any more advice or thoughts for me there. Yeah, I think climb and this is again the good thing with the with the moon board in particular is like, yeah, the yellow holds are gonna give you troubles if it's your finger, if your finger strength is is an issue, finger power as well. Um, so just find problems in probably the what would that be like v5-ish range before v5-ish range that focus on the yellow holds and structure your strength pyramid around those problems so that you're doing i know there's a there are a few hey friends i hope you enjoyed that teaser if you want to listen to the rest of our conversation, you can get access to it right this second when you sign up for Patreon for just $5 per month. You'll get access to this follow-up and all of the follow-ups that I've published so far. The full version of this one was about an hour and a half, so there's a lot more content to listen to and many more nuggets for you guys if you sign up for Patreon. There's a link right there in your podcast app if you want to sign up, or you can go to patreon.com slash thenuggetclimbing. Check out the perks. And you can always feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions or anything. I'd be happy to chat with you guys. It's five bucks a month for Patreon. It takes just a few minutes to sign up and you can cancel at any time, no questions asked. And it's a really great way to support the show. All right. Thank you guys for checking out this teaser. I hope you have an amazing week and we'll see you next time. Like we do it.